Welcome to the His Call Technology Podcast, where we are communicating tomorrow's business needs today. From just outside Nashville, Tennessee, join His Call as we discuss all things telephony, data, and infrastructure related to business leaders. Here we go. A friend of mine shared with me something his daughter told him recently. 20 seconds of soap, 20 seconds of water, 20 seconds of drying, and bam, you won't get the corona. There is lots of misinformation and misunderstandings regarding COVID-19, commonly called coronavirus. The World Health Organization has published some common misconceptions and myth busters. Number one, cold weather and snow cannot kill the new coronavirus. Number two, taking a hot bath does not prevent the new coronavirus. Number three, the new coronavirus cannot be transmitted through mosquito bites. Number four, hand dryers are not effective in killing the COVID-19 virus. Number five, spraying alcohol or chlorine all over your body will not kill viruses that have already entered your body. Number six, vaccines against pneumonia and type B flu do not provide protection against the new coronavirus. Number seven, garlic is a healthy food that may have some antimicrobial properties, but there is no evidence from the current outbreak that eating garlic has protected people from the new coronavirus. Number eight, people of all ages can be infected with the new coronavirus. Number nine, antibiotics do not work against viruses, only bacteria. And number 10, to date, there is no specific medicine recommended to prevent or treat the new coronavirus. While there is lots of unknowns, uncertainties, and misunderstandings, we do know coronavirus has had significant impact on businesses recently. Schools are closing. Universities are shutting down campuses. Professional sports teams are canceling games. And businesses are trying to figure out how to keep business moving forward while best protecting its employees. In addition to the coronavirus, Middle Tennessee was recently hit with a tornado that destroyed buildings and infrastructure and sadly loss of life. Many businesses and families are having to rebuild and consider new ways of doing things. With the impact of the tornado and coronavirus recommendations, I'm having lots of discussions about deploying work-at-home solutions for our customers. Many have talked about business continuity and disaster planning, but few have had the reason to implement their strategy, and unfortunately, in some cases, it, it was just planning on paper that has not moved far into implementation. It seems timely today to talk about communications and remote workers, how to keep your employees communicating with customers, vendors, and team members. I've been working remotely um, in a virtual office for about 14 years. Today, I'm going to focus on the business communications portion of work from home. We're not going to focus on business applications. I'm going to assume if you're planning remote workers, you've moved your data processing and end-user applications to a cloud service or considered securely extending your enterprise network to allow remote workers to utilize the internet and authenticate themselves as a valid user 
of the company's network resources and focus our discussion on options for enabling voice communications for remote workers. As with most technologies and initiatives today, there are several options for remote workers to communicate with their team members, vendors, and customers. As I mentioned on the podcast episode, Another Device, Another Call, your users will have preferences on their device of choice, and one size may not fit all. His call has many remote workers. Some work 100% of the time from a virtual office. There are several of us who work remotely most days, but split a lot of our time between our office locations. When considering work at home or remote workers, one of the most logical options and perhaps one of the simplest and quickest decisions is to just say, use your mobile device. After all, most Americans have a cell phone today. What would you guess? What percentage of Americans would you guess have a cell phone today? According to Pew Research, the number of Americans with cell phones is now 96%, with 81% owning smartphones. So, with so many people having cell phones, why not just send them home and work using the cell phones? You may need to consider and have some discussions about using an employee's personal cell phone and reimbursing them for its use versus a company-provided cell phone. His call has chosen to provide cell phones for most of its sales and technical staff that are out of the office and on the road a good part of the day. I've been provided an iPhone, for example. We share minutes and I never see a bill or have to submit paperwork for reimbursement. It's just provided as another communications tool for me to use. Providing cell phones allows us to maintain some control on the numbers and the usage. One of the biggest challenges with this approach is presenting your enterprise's identity and incorporating your workflows for a consistent customer experience. Do your customers and vendors know how to reach you on these mobile devices? Do you even want them to have personal cell phone numbers of your employees? One way to address this challenge is to utilize features and programming of your phone system to extend a phone number to these mobile devices. This could be accomplished with something as simple as a call forward. This, however, is a bit of a pet peeve of mine, though. If you just forward the number off net to a cell phone, what happens when it's not answered? It's going to go to the voicemail of the mobile device. If the voicemail box is set up and it's not full, I'm continually surprised these days how many do not set up a voicemail or just let the box fill up so that no more messages can be received. Either way, the only thing the caller can do at that point is leave a message and wait for a call back or hang up and search for another number. There's no option for zero out or to transfer another extension to reach someone that might be able to help. This could result in lost revenue. What if it's a potential customer looking for products or services? If they don't reach you and start looking for another number, maybe they find a number for your competitor and give the next call to them and you lose the sale. Other options to call forwarding are to utilize features of the phone system that better extend the enterprise number to the mobile device while maintaining some control of the call. 
For example, if you call my office number, depending upon my availability state, it's going to ring my mobile device. When I say my availability state, whether I'm available or if I'm in a meeting, I have different rules set up if I'm in a meeting or out of the office, for example. When I'm in a meeting, I don't want it to ring my desk phone or my mobile device. If you call my number and it rings my desk phone and my mobile device, if I do not answer, you'll be transferred to my corporate voicemail where you can leave a message. We utilize Mutari's EVM application to transcribe the message to text and email me a copy. I also provide options in my greeting for the caller to try me on an alternate number or to press zero for our speech attendant where you can speak the name of another associate or department to be transferred for assistance. In my example, I have provided several options to reach me at my office number on the mobile device his call has provided me when I'm not at my office number. One of our customers recently reached out to us for help to improve communications for their remote help desk employees. They have uh, help desk employees working from home. This company chose to utilize cell phones for communication with these remote workers. They had implemented the solution with a hunt group and some call forwarding on the phone system to route help desk calls to these remote workers. One of the problems they presented to us was removing the associate's cell phone from the rotation when an employee went to lunch, a doctor's appointment, or on vacation. They didn't want to have to engage the telecom team to change programming on the phone system. We were able to administer the system, allowing the help desk employee to utilize their mobile phone to easily take themselves out of the call rotation. Another problem they presented to us with their solution was employees learned the help desk associate's cell phone number and just ended up calling them direct instead of the help desk number. We utilized the extension to cellular feature on their Avaya Aura communication manager to mask their cell phone number. With the extension to cellular mapping in communication manager complete, now when a help desk associate calls another employee, the caller ID displays their corporate extension and not the cell phone number. I hear you, so doesn't the employee just call the corporate extension now instead of the cell phone? Yes, they could do that, but the help desk employee has control over the extension to disable extending the call to their cell phone. So now their cell phone does not ring when a user calls their extension while they're out of the office. This is all accomplished with no requirement for VPN or data network connectivity. While not a work at home implementation, let me share a useful case utilizing a cell phone for disaster recovery purposes. We recently had a tornado rip through Middle Tennessee causing lots of problems for some of our customers. Fortunately, his call was not impacted and our employees are all safe. Unfortunately, we did have many customers with trunks out of service and no way of making or receiving phone calls. His call has a mechanism in place with our carrier to utilize a mobile phone should our voice services go down to our office. We have defined a mobile device number as the destination for calls to our office if the voice services go down. In the unlikely event the trunks to our Dixon office go down and another path not available, 
One of our corporate cell phones rings, allowing us to take calls until service is restored. If you're not sure if this is available to you, reach out to your carrier or give us a call and we're happy to look into it for you. Stay tuned for another episode where we're going to talk more about some creative emergency response we used to restore voice services to some of our customers impacted by the recent tornado. As I mentioned, one of the challenges to cell phone usage is keeping the caller on your network, so to speak, and incorporating the cell phone into your communications network so that it works and operates similar to a desk phone. I also mentioned earlier, 81% of Americans have a smartphone. So why not utilize that smartphone and all its computing power to extend your voice network to that intelligent device? All of the phone system his call sales, Avaya Aura Communication Manager, Avaya IP Office, his calls Cloud, Sangoma Switchvox, Mitel My MyVoice Connect, and NEC SV9100 have a mobile client that installs on a smartphone, enabling you to extend your voice network. The benefit to utilizing the mobile client is calls to and from your mobile device or your office number utilizing the corporate resources for access to the public switch telephone network. In addition to the office number, features of your communication system now become available to you right from your mobile device. I can pull up a coworker and see if they're on the phone or available for a call. I can communicate with them using instant messaging. I can quickly join an audio conference with the press of a button and not have to dial all those numbers and access codes. The manufacturer may require you purchase another license to use the mobile client. And in order for the mobile client to gain access to the voice network, you'll need to set up some means for it to securely authenticate to your network. Each of the vendors take a slightly different approach for authentication, utilizing a border or edge gateway or session border controller to allow only authorized users access to these resources. Perhaps the most convenient and quickest way to enable work at home users is to utilize a soft client on the PC assigned to the user. Like the mobile client, all the phone systems Hiscall sales have a soft phone option. In most cases, it does require a license. The good news is it is often bundled in the license suites many of the manufacturers use today. I assume the remote worker is going to have a PC that securely connects to the enterprise network in some way over a VPN or some other secure connectivity to resources on the enterprise network. Since the employee likely already has the computing device, you could easily deploy a soft client on the PC and connect the USB headset. Many workers spend most of their day connected to a PC, responding to email, instant messaging, and other applications. It makes sense to have their phone included as just another application on this device. Similar to the mobile app on the smartphone, this provides all the features of the phone system and enterprise extension and business number. One of the benefits of most soft clients is the choice on where the audio path is established. For example, his call provides a laptop for me to work and includes a soft client on the PC. When I launch the soft client, I can choose how I want the client to operate. When in the office, I choose to set it to work in conjunction with my desk phone. In this mode, I can place and receive calls from either the desk phone or the soft client. 
However, I always use the phone to talk to the other user using the phone's handset, speakerphone, or headset. If I'm working remote and do not have a desk phone, I can configure the soft client to be my phone. In this case, the call is placed and received from the client on the PC and audio is delivered to my USB headset. If for some reason I want the audio delivered to another number, I can configure an external number or other phone. Let's say it's been one of those days with phone and conference calls one after the other and my headset battery dies. I can configure the client to route calls to my work cell, my personal cell, or my home phone. Yes, I do still have a home phone. It's one of those internet services that has a minimal cost. And hey, I need something for the spammers to call, right? Anyway, when I have configured an external number on the other phone, I still use the client to make and receive calls, but the audio is set up to the other phone. For example, let's say I place a call. I enter the number on my soft client and my other phone, my home phone in this case, rings and I answer it before the other leg of the call is placed to the called party. The benefit to the soft client in most cases is it utilizes a device your remote workers will already have to do their jobs and you have configured for securely accessing the network resources and applications. I very rarely use VPN. There are a few select applications that require me to have VPN access, but for the most part, most of the applications I use day to day are accessible over my internet connection. My soft client's no different. So the benefit of soft client is that it utilizes a device that your users likely already have and you've configured for remote access. Another benefit is it provides flexibility for establishing the audio depending upon your user's circumstances and preferences. Remember, flexibility for your users, especially remote workers, is very important. Another option that may also be considered for remote workers is deploying a physical phone at the virtual office. This is a great option to provide remote workers the same experience as your office workers. As we discussed on episode 22 of the podcast, the desk phone still reigns supreme as the preferred device for most information workers. The biggest benefit here is not forcing a user to utilize their cell phone, a mobile application, or soft phone when they would rather have buttons to press and a handset in their hand. Of course, all the features of the phone system are available, and there is not a different experience when working remotely versus working in the office. This option does require a little more work and management on your part. Your business will need to set up the means for the phones to securely connect to the phone system over the public internet. Like the soft phone, this varies by manufacturer a bit. Most have the option for a border edge gateway or SBC to protect the network resources and authenticate only authorized users. In his cost case, we provide multiple options for our remote workers that utilize a desk phone to connect to the network. We've deployed a MyTel Edge Gateway, and we have also used Aruba's remote access point. With the Edge Gateway, you simply configure the phone to connect to the public-facing interface of the Edge Gateway. The Edge Gateway authenticates the phone user and allows it to connect to your phone system sitting behind the Edge Gateway. 
Alternatively, we use the Aruba wrap to extend our corporate network to the user's virtual office. The wrap includes a PoE port. The phone is plugged into the PoE port on the wrap and it works no differently than a phone in one of our offices. It boots up, gets its information and registers to the phone system. The added benefit of the wrap is my other corporate devices can now utilize the wrap's Wi-Fi capabilities to access the corporate network. So once the connectivity is set up, you still have to figure out how to manage the hard phones at remote offices. When we deployed the hard phones to remote workers several years ago, Heather and Don, a couple of our IT folks, designed um, an instruction sheet that was very straightforward for the remote employees to get up and going. Don and Heather configured the devices and packaged them up for delivery or pickup by our employees. Once the remote associate had their devices, they simply followed the instructions on the sheet to get the devices connected and up and running in no time. Don and Heather had done their homework and made it very simple process for everyone else. One other thing to remember when extending your voice network to remote workers using the mobile applications, soft phones, or hard phones at virtual offices is proper routing of emergency calls, namely 911. You want to be sure whatever solution you have in place addresses 911 calls for your remote workers. It's one thing to have a user misdial and accidentally call the 911 dispatch and first responders show up at the corporate office, but it could be a matter of life and death for a user to dial 911 from their corporate device at the virtual office, route to a 911 dispatcher in another county or state. Many of the mobile applications will utilize the native dialer on the cell phone for emergency calls, but be sure to test it out. For hard phones and soft phones, there are several ways to get the call properly routed. If you have questions about making that work, reach out to us and we can talk through your options. Okay, so we talked about multiple ways of extending communications to remote employees. We have talked about utilizing cell phones, including native dialers and mobile applications. We talked about soft phones and we've discussed options to utilize a hard phone. One of the challenges that frequently comes up with remote workers is how to keep them engaged with the team. One article I read recently said, while work at home is generally more productive, there is a loss of creativity due to less interaction with team members and employees. Here's where some other applications available to your employees is very important. Email is good for passing information. It's not a good tool for engaging employees and collaboration among team members. Better options for keeping your remote employees engaged is the use of instant messaging, video, and team collaboration tools such as Avaya Spaces and Mytel Teamwork. I have had conversations with some coworkers that CIM as just another email-like application. There is a distinct difference, however. In my mind, it's kind of like saying email is the same as sending a postcard or a letter through the postal service. Both are mostly send and forget delivery methods. I can send a message or document either way, but we know email is faster and perhaps more reliable. I send the message and I wait to hear back, wondering if the recipient received it, did they read it, are they acting upon it? 
With email, I can at least set some rules for distribution, recall a message, market for a read receipt, etc. But it's not real-time communication. I am not communicating with a person. With IM, on the other hand, I have presence to understand if someone is online or even available right now. It is one-to-one or one-to-many communications in mostly real time. When the session is established, I know if my message was delivered, and I can see when someone is responding. It's another tool for engaging employees and keeping them connected and sharing ideas and solving problems together. Presence and IM is part of the soft client we use internally. This simplifies my communication because I use the same client to make and receive calls, create and join audio web conferences, and message my coworkers. I don't have to jump among clients to manage these communications methods. While IM does help keep employees connected, it may not provide the most engaging experience to facilitate the most effective collaborative experience for your users. In recent years, we've seen the adoption of team workspace applications. The advantage to these workspaces is having different spaces created for different teams and or projects to share information, persistent chat, audio, and video capabilities. I have an Avaya Spaces account, for example, that I use from time to time. As I create a new space for a project, the project team can exchange ideas in the workspace. As the project evolves and new team members are added, the existing chat history already exists and it's accessible to the team members, allowing them to see how the project has evolved and get up to speed quickly. Most workspaces include audio and video options right from the workspace. This enables quick and easy audio and video meetings to collaborate in real time a particular problem or idea. Real-time collaboration is best for creative ideas and quicker resolution to problems. Real-time meetings for remote workers is best through video. Video helps remote employees stay engaged in the conversation. It makes them feel like they're part of the team. HitsCall utilizes video, that's V-I-D-Y-O, for our meetings. It is simple, reliable, and flexible. It's very easy to schedule a meeting and join a meeting. We use it to video between team members. We also use it for video conferencing. His call has several conference rooms, all enabled with uh, room video conferencing units. This allows office and remote workers to join a meeting and collaborate together. We often have meetings with employees at one of our offices gathering in one of these conference rooms with other team members that are working remotely. Video is important in these communications to keep everybody engaged. Communication is critical for any business. As we've seen in recent days, lots of things can impact your ability to communicate with your customers, vendors, and team members. Having a flexible workforce with tools to allow your business to best adapt during disasters or other situations that may prevent employees from working in the office could be vital to your business. I hope today has sparked some ideas and considerations for your business continuity and disaster preparedness plans. As we face the uncertainty and impacts resulting from the coronavirus, let's not be afraid. Let's not be anxious. 
Let's be situational aware and mindful of the risks. Remember, a prudent person foresees danger and takes precautions. The simpleton goes blindly on and suffers the consequences. As we always do, let this encourage you today. Don't be afraid, only believe. Thanks for taking the time to listen to the His Call Technology Podcast. Subscribe to this podcast so you can stay up to date with today's business communication trends. To learn more about His Call solutions for your business needs or to listen to previous podcasts, visit us at our website, hiscall.com.